Welcome to the Metro Church Podcast. We hope you will be blessed by this message. For more information about Metro Church, visit our website at metrochurch.org.au. We have been in this entire year speaking about uh, enlarge, because that's the word we feel God has put on our heart for 2019. And we are doing that, as you've just seen evidence of, right across the life of the church. Uh, when it comes to um, MYA, young adults, red frogs, so much stuff going on in that space, hope, Metro Kids. And we are believing that as we uh, draw a bigger circle, to use the phrase I used on day one, as we do that, we believe that God's going to fill the enlarged space that we make. Now, I'm not going to read these two verses every service in 2019, but for the sake of this morning context, let me read them to you again. Isaiah 54 verse 1 says, Sing, O barren, you who haven't born, break forth into singing and cry aloud, you who have not laboured with child. For more are the children of the desolate than the children of the married woman, says the Lord. Enlarge the place of your tent. Let them stretch out the curtains of your dwellings. Don't spare. Lengthen your cords and strengthen your stakes. There are four main verbs in those verses. There is enlarge, there is stretch, there is lengthen, and there is strengthen. And the first three of them are about making more space. So enlarge and stretch and lengthen are saying to us, you've got to get out of what you know. You've got to think bigger than what you've experienced. You've got to make more space so that God can put something larger in your life than what you have hitherto known. But the fourth one is quite different because the word strengthen there is not about making more space. It's about making sure that what you enlarge lasts. It's about making sure that when you do that, you can retain it, strengthen your stake so that when you make a bigger space, you can retain it. So in this month, we're all going to be speaking about strength and strengthen. In the night, I'm going to be speaking on the six or seven things that'll strengthen your life. But let's get into this for this morning. Number one, the purpose of all strength is to meet need. Understand that strength is never meant to be about decoration. It's never meant to be about a show. God doesn't tell you to strengthen something because he wants you to look better. He says strengthen it because there's a purpose behind it. In 2 Corinthians chapter 12 and verse 9, the Apostle Paul, in the midst of great weakness in his own life, seeks God for the answer. And listen to what God says, because it exactly says what I just said. He said, my grace is sufficient for you, for my strength is made perfect in weakness. In other words, when you are weak, there comes a purpose to the strength of God. The message version says that this, my strength comes into its own in your weakness. All of your strengths are mere decoration unless you bring them alongside need. You've got to understand this. Otherwise, you'll sit with your gifts and think they're your gifts. What gifts do I have? What have I got in my life? Can I say to you, no matter what it is, 
and there would be thousands of strengths in this room and the people watching via podcast, whether they're in Newman. Hi, everyone in Newman. Or in Margaret River coming online at Surfside Church. God bless you. Or the countless other people that stop me everywhere and say, I've watched you on podcast. Uh, Thank you for wherever you are. But amongst all of the crowd of us, there is lots of strength, but they are not given to us so that we can talk about them. They are given to us because there is a purpose that exactly matches that strength in my life. Here in this bag are my set of jumper leads. For those of you who have never seen these before, you put the positive to the positive uh, on two cars, one that has a good battery and one that has a bad one. Well, earlier this week, I think it was, we had beautiful friends of ours that were guests at our home for dinner. And when they went out to start their car, it wouldn't go. The battery was flat. Well, these things that have sat in the boot of my car, never having any purpose, just clogging up the wheel well of the spare tyre section, I said, hold a minute, I've got something that'll fix this. And so I opened up the trunk for those from the Northern Hemisphere, the boot from those from English-speaking countries, the whatever you may call it in whatever land you're from, and there's be lots of them here, but uh, we, I opened them up, got them out, and I repeat the mantra to myself, positive to positive, because you don't want to get it wrong or you blow it up. So they tell me, I've never tried it. So I bought these years ago. I bought really good ones. These are like proper schmick ones. These are not those little $10, $2 shop things, you know, that fall apart in your hands and can't carry the current. We're talking, Bobby, we are talking truck size stuff here, mate. We are talking real good thing stuff. And uh, there they are. And so you get it out and you get the clamp, put it on. I'll give it a good connection. See how they've got bigger opening there, put it on there and you do that and then you go to the positive of the other car and you leave the motor running on the good one. You don't, haven't started the other one. Then you put the other one on the negative and then you put the negative on the other one and then you say to the other person, righto, start the car. Well, presto, the other car starts. Then you carefully take them off because current is still operating. So you don't want to put it up against the car or chuck it away. So you carefully pull them all apart and you get them all out. And then you go, there you are. The strength of that piece of apparatus finally had a purpose. Why? Because it met need. And you know, if your car's good, if your car's fine, you don't need them. But when there's a need, all of a sudden those things become uh, into their own, just like the Bible says, your strength comes into its own when you butt up against weakness. So many people want to run away from need when the reality is God is, listen to me, God is always trying to position His church and His people up against need. Understand that. You are designed by God to find need around about you. Why do we have such an emphasis in this church on serving? Because the truth is, you are designed to meet need. You are not designed to be a spiritual decoration and an adornment to the body of Christ. 
There isn't anybody that can say, well, actually, I'm just the beauty spot on the body of Jesus. You know what I'm saying? You know the beauty spot thing where they go, what's that? Well, that's a beauty spot. You know, there's no beauty spots in the body of Christ. We all have all got a purpose. And until you are willing to say, you know what, God, take me to where there's need, because that's when my strength starts coming into play. The second thing is that there's need waiting for your strength. Maybe right now you say to me, Pastor, I do not have uh, an awareness. I'm not sure what I'm meant to be doing on the planet. Then listen to this, because you are and God will be building strength in your life. David sat on a hillside practicing with a catapult day after day after day, doing nothing but occupying time. I said last Sunday that when purpose appears, all the preparation makes sense. David sat there going like this, aiming at trees, aiming at rocks, occasionally hitting a sheep. No, I didn't say that. Uh, Just, you know, learning how to get accurate and do all that he wanted to do. But one day a lion appears and all of a sudden he goes, you know what? All my preparation starts making sense and he sends off the lion. Then after that comes a bear and he goes, oh, now I know what it's about. But it actually wasn't about even a lion or a bear and it was never pointless. Listen to me this morning. Your strengths are never pointless. No matter what, just listen. I'll come to it in a minute, but most of us think our strengths aren't that strong at all. Talk to anybody that's really gifted and they go, oh, yeah, well, it's not that hard. But... There's a need waiting for your strength. After the lion and the bear, ultimately, a Goliath-sized need appeared. And all of a sudden, this guy goes, oh, now I see. Because the only way anybody could fight Goliath was not by getting a sword or a spear and engaging in hand-to-hand combat. He's too big. You've got to go from distance. And all of a sudden, everything, listen to me, some of you sitting here go, what's the point of my degree? Why am I studying this? What difference would it make? And particularly, may I say this in church circles, we tend to think of every ministry as being somehow or other related to a platform. But many times the platform God wants to give you will not be inside a church building. It'll be somewhere in your workplace. Last week we prayed for all the teachers Why? Because I don't know a teacher who doesn't say, I feel like it's my vocation. It's what I feel I'm meant to do on the planet is to make a difference to people's lives. Keep building your strengths. One day that catapult training will make sense to you. I say to every young person going to get a degree, I say, keep at it. Keep going. You never know what doors God will open up. You never know how God's going to use you. Keep developing your life. One of the hallmarks of people in this church has always been their desire and their willingness to grow. Matter of fact, we years ago, I remember sat down and someone said, what's Metro about? I said, people want to grow. It's just the way it works. Here's number three. Your everyday, your normal is strength for someone else. Let me read you these few verses out of 1 Samuel 17. So Saul clothed David with his armour, put a bronze helmet on his head, clothed him with a coat of mail. David fastened his sword to his armour and tried to walk because he hadn't tested them. 
And David said to Saul, I can't even walk. I can't even walk with these. For I haven't tested them. So David took them off. Then he took his staff in his hand, chose for himself five smooth stones from the brook, put them in a shepherd's bag in a pouch which he had. And his sling was in his hand and he drew near to the Philistine. It was so normal. So every day to him, he thought nothing of it. Can I say this to you today? I want you to hear it. Your every day is a strength for someone else. I have permission to say this because sitting down there is Sylvia Baker alongside her husband, Graham. They were teachers for many years. Uh, Graham, don't blame him for it, but he was one of the team that built the maths curriculum of Western Australia and, and uh, way back in the day, I remember that. Uh, Sylvia, she taught one of my kids in school. Oh, Sorry, I've got to say this, but it's decades ago. Uh, Sylvia was a teacher and loved it and was great at it. But a bunch of years ago, Sylvia retired. Sylvia retired, but her and Graham aren't the kind of people who just say, well, we're just going to go around the world to help ourselves. They said, let's find somewhere to contribute. Sylvia's been serving in hope now, our community, I don't know how long, but it'd be years and years. I asked Amanda the other day, Amanda Rellaby is now leading Hope. I said, tell me, am I right in this? Because when I walk through Hope, and it's at least once a week or, or thereabouts, I said, when I go through Hope, Sylvia always seems to me to be the person who's just getting in the background and making everything work. Just quietly steps in. She said, that's exactly what Sylvia does. Now, I know there's a great team at Hope. Sylvia's not the only one. There's lots of people do it. But what I'm saying is all those years of organising as a school teacher. All those years of making sure the whole thing got done without fanfare, that strength, her every day, has now become a strength and hope. Your every day is somebody else's strength. Don't put it down. Most people are waiting for the unusual, the extraordinary, the special, but God uses your every day. I've talked to so many people that are spectacular in their giftings. And when you go, how do you do it? They go, I don't know. Just just do. Things that they think are easy. Matter of fact, when you're gifted, you think it's easy. Everybody else is going, we don't know how you do it. But I don't know how some people do. Like, I do not know how people do nursing. If, if, if you're in the medical field, give me a little wave here. Because I just go, my Lord have mercy. I know we've got doctors and nurses and all kinds of people here and technicians and whatever. I look at it and go, I don't think I could do that all day. If you, are there any podiatrists here? Because I saw a, a pic the other day of, uh, you know, a friend of mine having, having a pedicure and I'm going, can you imagine looking at that, man? Can you imagine having your head right down there next to that toe? Bit gnarly looking and. Huh? Scraping some of the. Oh, I'm just not up for that. So can I tell you, there's a million things that I think, I can't believe people do them. But I know people look at me and go, I couldn't do what you do. But this is my normal. Huh? So I'm saying that not to pump this. I'm saying that to say to you, don't you dare 
say it's nothing. You're allowed to say it's normal, but you're never allowed to say it's nothing. Here's number four. Fourth one here is that strength needs wisdom. And every parent of a teenager said, because just because they can drive the car doesn't mean they should drive the car. And every teenager here said, amen, because just because they're older than you doesn't mean they're smarter than you. So I put that out there. Without wisdom, listen, all strength becomes destructive, no matter what it is. Anybody here, don't point at them. Anybody here knows somebody who's always got advice for everybody? Don't point at them, please. And don't even do this because then you are finished for the day. You cannot go home. You have to go visit somebody. Uh, but you know what I'm saying? They know everything. They have, it doesn't matter what it is, they can fix it. And they're going to tell you and you're just there hoping they'll take a breath. Huh? And can I say this? Even if you're right, Sometimes we are not going to obey you because we're tired of being told. Did I say that out loud about Siri? I love it when I get in my car and it says turn left here and I go, no. Who do you think you are? I don't even know you. You've never been to my house. You don't know anything about me. I'm going where I want. That may say a whole lot about me that I shouldn't say. But I've known people that had right advice. The book of Ecclesiastes said the words of the wise men were heard. Because you can be right, but if you've got no wisdom, I don't care how strong you are in that field, no one's going to listen to you. All right? Ecclesiastes 10, verse 10. If the axe is dull and you don't sharpen the edge, you've got to use more strength, but wisdom brings success. So don't just pray, oh God, let my gifts be seen. Oh God! I know you've called me to strut the world stage. And Lord, oh God, yes, they're waiting for the manifestation of me. Oh God, I'm excited myself. Pray that, pray that God will give you wisdom. Amen. Here's the last one. You're with me here this morning? I know you are. I just say that so that I'll wake you up. Here's the last one here. There's a time and a place for your strength to shine. You know, while we were standing in worship this morning, I heard the Holy Spirit say to me that there's somebody in this service and you've, I think you've just arrived here to Perth, I mean. I think it's, or you're certainly in a new place and season and now you're asking yourself, am I in the right place? Because the things you thought were going to work and the way you thought it was going to look, now it's all not happening. And now you're asking yourself this morning, Am I in the right place? Did I miss God? Maybe I should never have come. Maybe I shouldn't have left that last job. Maybe I should have stayed. And now you're questioning all that. But God wants you to know this morning that there's a time and a place for your strength to shine. Keep trusting God. Keep asking God to lead you. Don't, the, the answer's never backwards. No, there is no answer for your life in yesterday. Zero. There is no answer for your life in yesterday. No matter what it was, what it happened, how it happened, whose fault it was, there are no answers back there. They're all here. They're all coming up. So we're going to keep going forward. And we're going to keep saying, God, even if I I did make a mistake, show me what to do next. 
Listen to me. Never pray the prayer, God, show me what I should have done. Show me what I shouldn't have done. Because not even God's taking you back to yesterday. Are you here? He's going to take you forward. Here's the right prayer. God, what do I do next? God, what do I do next? There's a time and a place. Team, please come. Time and a place for you to shine. So here's the question out of all this. Will you let God use your every day? Are you willing to say that? Will you let God use your every day? You know, uh, this week, Pastor Hayden and I and Rhonda, we're uh, up in Malaysia. I'm speaking at a Middle East conference of people from Egypt and Algeria and Syria. People that, quite frankly, know more about persecution than I've ever encountered. I have no idea. There's a little tiny corner of me, and it's only a small bit, that says, why on earth am I speaking to them? They're meeting there, and I'm going to teach them. But you can bet I'm going to be asking them a lot of questions as well. I'd love you to pray for that. It's a significant thing. The pastors from Syria are the first new church that's been allowed in Syria in decades. Such is the level of persecution in that place. Algeria, similar. Egypt. The pastor there was averaging a death threat a week. And I'm going to speak to them. Hayden's coming up for red frogs and then going on to Singapore to see what God's going to open up there. But all of that started with little tiny red lollies and people that said, we don't have any titles. We don't have anything that'll open the door, but we've got loving hearts and we know how to make pancakes. Woohoo! 17 years later, 300,000 people last year and 156 schools in Western Australia opened their doors to Red Frog. Why? Because somebody said, my every day is enough. Amen? This is a church, not a stars. It's a church of everyday people saying, God, I'll give you my every day. Will you keep building your every day until your moment appears? Just keep swinging the catapult, lady. Come on, just keep using that thing. One day you'll look back and go, aha. Well, can I say this though? I don't think there's just one aha moment in the life of a Christian. David had a lion. He thought that's it. Then God goes, actually, no, there's a bear coming. Oh, that's it. Oh, no, there's a Goliath coming. Oh, that's it. No, actually, there was a whole nation to lead. Oh, that's it. What Joseph thought was leading his family turned out to be transforming a country. Please honor God's gift to your life by saying to him, Lord, I'll let you do whatever you want to do with it in Jesus' name. Some of you here have never begun a walk with Christ. He's the only one who knows you and loves you. Lots of people love you, but they don't really know you. Even when you say I do to somebody, you're saying I do to what you know, but there's a whole lot you don't know. Good thing you're sitting a seat apart there, Bob, because it's true, isn't it? Because nobody knows the future and no one knows everything about everybody. But God does. And that, the profound thing about God's love is not that he loves you. The profound thing is that he knows all about you. He not only knows your yesterday and your today, he knows your tomorrow and he still loves you. Now that's profound. Because he says, I want to be with you, not because I know you're a superstar 
or because you've been so brilliant. He says, actually, that doesn't matter. I'll take care of your past. I'll forgive it. He says, I'll walk with you and start building you for a future. I don't know anyone on the planet, spouse or friend, that could ever offer you that kind of promise. But he does. He says, I want to walk with you. So much so the Bible says, it's not believing in my brain that God's in heaven. It's opening my heart. This is what the Gospel of John says, but to as many as received him, to those he gave the right to become the sons and the daughters of God. It's not believing, it's receiving. And maybe you're here this morning and you say, Pastor, I don't know Jesus. I haven't received him. Well, maybe you say, I believe in God. He's there somewhere. But maybe you have never ever said in your heart, I want to receive him. I want to pray with you. Right where you sit. We're not about embarrassing people here. Please put up the, the number for yes text. You can respond in a minute. I'll encourage you to do that. Maybe though as well, you'd like to take that number down or grab one of the slips. They're out there at the, uh, they look like this. And they're out there at Connect Hub. You can take as many as you want. 0488-826-392. If you're in Australia, anywhere in Australia, you text that number tomorrow morning or the day after you do it, you'll get a one screen of a smartphone text from us, totally free. Never ask you for money. It goes for 30 days. You can opt out whenever you want, but it'll give you a Bible verse and it'll give you a prayer to help you start praying. And you get that every day. We'd love to do that for you. If you're from overseas and you're watching this, you can go to yes.metrochurch.org.au and do the same thing and be delivered by email to you every morning for the 30 days. Two clicks is what it takes. You can do that. Maybe some of you here in this place say, Pastor, I'm a Christian, but I don't know where I fit. I don't know where I belong. There isn't a handyman in the place that's just got one tool all by itself. Just got one screwdriver. No. You got a tool shed. You put it all together because everything needs one another. In the same way God puts all of us together in a body. I believe you need to belong somewhere. I really do. I believe that with all my heart. I, I thank God that I've been a part of a church. I, people say, oh, you don't need to go to church to be a Christian. I go, no, you don't. But you do need to go to flourish. You do need to be a part of one if you want to grow in Christ. You'll never do it on your own. It's impossible because the Bible says so. You're going to need other people around about you. And why wouldn't you anyway? So let me pray together right now. Just bow your head with me a moment. We're going to sing together that song we sang earlier in just a second. I want to be where you are. But this morning, if you say to me, Pastor, would you pray for me? Uh, this morning, I, I, I want to say yes to God. I'm available. Maybe you've never allowed God the right over your strengths. Maybe you're here this morning and say, Pastor, I don't know Christ. I want to receive Him today. Or you say, I don't have a church home. I'm, I'm going to ask God to help plant me in my life. If that's you, would you just slip your hand up wherever you are? I'm just going to pray for you this morning, right where you are. Just slip it up. Don't be embarrassed. I'd love to pray for you. Thank you. Yep, that's great. Just wherever you are this morning, if you want to lift that, I'd love to pray with you and believe God for you today in Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. Father, thank you for today. Thank you for that person who responded and others. Lord, as they invite you to come into their life, to say, Jesus, I'm sorry for my sin. I need you in my life. Please forgive me. 
as they then go on from that to say, Lord, I'm going to allow you to build my life, to grow my life. I'm going to allow you, Lord, to build my strengths so that when my moment comes, I'll be ready to shine. We thank you for that in Jesus' name. And all God's people said, Amen, 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 Amen. 